Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Jeff. And this is Ruth and Jeff's DVD Binder Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about the 1986 masterpiece, or maybe not masterpiece, don't want to give anything away, The Three Amigos. All right, let's dive into uh, this, uh, this episode. All right. This is um this is a movie in our DVDs that I feel like is one of the first grown-up movies in my memory that I watched. As a ki- as a kid. As a kid. Yeah, like if I go back to my childhood, I'd watch Star Wars at Granny's all the time. But then like the first Yeah. and adult movie I watched was probably this one. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting to think about. I always think the I think the first live action movie other than probably some of those 1950s yeah uh, Disney movies that were on yeah those I don't uh, call them adult movies though what what was that show that was uh where they played Disney movies like uh, it was on family, Sunday nights yeah Sunday it's like CBC Disney Family Hours that what it was or called or CBC yeah or CBC Family Hour because sometimes yeah. Road to Avonlea was on well it was always on but then they always would show oh, like different Disney movies I was always disappointed because they'd show like some dumb live action one and I'd really want Donald in Math Magic Land yes. that was what I was always holding yes. out for yes um, so yes, other than those ones, I think my first live action was maybe Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay, fair. But not but again, a, that's a, not, that's an adult for kids. movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's No, true. and I saw kid ones, but just my first memories of an adult type one that I saw was this movie. And I have seen it a lot in my life, I think. Yeah, I've seen it a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, lines, how quotable this movie is. Yes, so quotable. Um, you know, like... Uh, I mean, even just the songs like My Little Buttercup, which oh, is My an Little excellent Buttercup. song. I've sung it as a lullaby for our kids because actually it's a really lovely song, yeah. too. Um, and is it Randy Newman? It's Randy Newman. So Randy Newman wrote it and the uh, the cowboy one where right. they're all the blue shadows on the trail. That one, yeah, which is Luke good. and I were just talking about it and how incredible Steve Martin is in the point where Ned Niederlander kind of takes his song and is singing and he's kind of annoyed like his face is like friendly but irritated like a, it's an ama- and Chevy Chase is kind of like nodding like it's okay it's okay and he's like fine but he's like his face is just perfection in that scene yeah that's that's sort of I think that might be Steve Martin's main comedic kind of angle is to be like the pr- like uh proud yeah. vain yeah kind yeah. of performer yeah right yeah that's very true um, so, so yeah, so Randy Newman is considered one of the three writers of this movie, right? right? Steve Martin, Lauren Michaels, and Randy Newman. But I think Randy Newman literally just wrote this, those songs. Yeah, yeah. And did he write the songs that the... Uh, no, he's the voice. Isn't he the voice of the, of the invisible... The swordsman? Uh, swordsman? He might be, actually. I don't I know. Thought I thought that can, was I the case. I about that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, great. So many uh, quotable scenes... Yeah. Uh, things that I did not understand, jokes that were over oh, my jokes, head as totally a kid. Oh, totally over your head. Like, and that's um, the thing is, is that I watched it looking back. I'm like, I can't believe I watched this so young. But now I'm like, oh, it's because literally I didn't get any of yep. those jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, those uh, crasser jokes. So yeah, the one about the male plane. Yeah, the male plane. I, liter- I literally think I might have understood it only like within the last ten years. <laughs> well that's i'm happy for you so yeah so now, <laughs> I I, I'm, now I'm an adult it. yeah you're um, an adult and, I, I understand and that's that. how you know that like but the thing about three amigos and we have talked in the past about how we're looking through these dvds saying will we show it to our kids 
But the thing about Three Amigos is we actually have already shown it to our kids because I was like, well, if all those jokes went over my head, hopefully they'll go over our kids' head, which they, they did, I think, for the yeah, most part. Yeah, I think, so. I think um, so. so. But but a very, like, just to me, a very classic, one of the most quotable movies along with, like, P- Princess Bride, like, yeah. sort of these movies. It's interesting. I don't know what it is about movies from that period because I think mm-hmm. Princess Bride is... 1987 I think, I think that's probably right which yeah. is only a year after this you know they're all movies that are they're so they're quotable and also there's like mannerisms like yes. I don't know if it's an acting style from that period um, more where physical almost it's physical but and and but very like there's poses right like yeah. they're doing a face thing or like a movement with their hands and yeah. you're just like wow I just there, there's it's not just improvised that's just obviously something that they are they have thought. deliberately yeah. chosen yeah. right um yeah well there is a lot of like face things in this movie when you think yeah. about chevy chase as well like yeah. and Ned there are a, a lot of face actors right yeah. like like all of those guys are their comedy has a lot to do with just what they do with yeah their how face, they're expressing themselves which is why they all make me laugh even if they don't say any words yeah oh it's like amazing like yeah just thinking so. about thinking about that anyways it's a very it was very interesting looking into it too because this movie had so many people who were supposed to be in it over the years like um originally it was supposed to be like uh, dan Aykroyd and john belushi with steve martin like it was always going to be steve martin but who was going to be with him changed mm. a ton they went through all basically any important comedian in the 80s at some point was supposed to be in and this, is, except this is for, Martin Short's first movie, right? This is Martin Short's first movie. And the only reason he got it was because John Candy was too big to ride the horse. And so oh. he said to them, I have this great guy I did with SCTV with. Yes, He'd be Second perfect. City. And that was how Martin Short got his first movie role, yeah. John Candy. So. That's so amazing. And then, John, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short Became, go on to be, yeah. like, do BFFs. so much together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but very, very They were not very good there was a special that Netflix put on that I think it was Netflix that had them. Mm-hmm. It was not very good. Yeah, I don't. Um, I feel like, like they did we finish like, that special? I don't Maybe know. Maybe it would have gotten better. It, I mean, they they are a comedy style, and I remember because recently some people we know were discussing SNL, and someone who was about ten to fifteen years younger than you, and I was like, oh, I just can't get into SNL. You guys all talk about how hilarious, like will ferrell and like early andy sandberg stuff is and he's like i just don't see the humor and i was like how can you not see the humor but then i think about people 10 to 15 years older than me right talking about snl and i'm always like, like oh why that, did you that think one yeah, with that was dan Aykroyd so doing funny the, it's like pretending to be thing. julia child and <laughs> like that, and you're like that dan Aykroyd almost never makes me laugh yeah i mean i like him always. i like him he seems like a nice guy yeah but he's not um, he's not i only to think me of him hysterical. as the arrow you know in in uh, there was like a cbc show about the the plane that that no. Canada designed. It was like a. Do you mean one of those heritage minutes? You no, know? no. It's it's a mo- it was a TV I, or like, a miniseries no or something. Man, called now the you're Arrow. showing that you're older than yeah. me because I have no. And and in it, he pl- he's like um, a serious. It's yeah. serious, kind of the the show, and he he says um, he he finishes whatever he's saying with the arrow, and it's like <laughs> it's really f- weird to see it because it's like this is the Blues Brother guy. Yeah. yeah. Right, and so it's hard to kind of. Yeah, to see him in that context. See him in that context. Although I think yeah. he's maybe done other... Serious oh, stuff. Oh, in fact, isn't he driving Miss Daisy? What? Driving Miss Daisy? No. Yeah, that's, no, that's uh, you know, Sydney Poitier. <laughs> but there is an SNL sketch oh, or an SCTV so sketch, that you one of them, funny. <laughs> where he's doing... I think it might actually be driving over Miss Daisy. Oh, okay. I can't <laughs> so remember exactly, but... 
Uh, anyways, yes, no, yeah. I mean, no, but it is. that is so true about the, the timeliness the of time, yeah. comedy and, and how, like... At the same time, though, I do think Three Me was hysterical, and it's that same era. That's so. true. Yeah, and I, and I also just had a text conversation with somebody who is 15 years younger than me, I think, who mm-hmm. who is like... We were talking about Mike Myers and how hilarious he is, right? And Mike Myers is very much of a, of a time, yeah. but I think there's lots of people who think he's funny yeah. regardless of how old they are. No, there can be comedy that transcends time, but there's a lot of comedy that is of a time as well. Yes. Like, I have a very distinct memory. I had a really great history teacher, Mr. Whitmer. And one time, as a special treat in class, because back then you didn't use tv in class as much as you can now mm-hmm. he wanted to show us uh we were studying egypt so he was like i've got this hilarious steve martin king tut song that he like it's a famous i think one that he did where he was like pretending to be king tut i literally don't remember it because it was so boring to me right. and the whole class and mr whitmer was just like hysterical the entire time he was laughing so loud because that your classmates were too no no one else was like it was only him he was like loving the sketch and we were all just like i don't understand I how this is funny now, now i do too yeah. maybe as an adult i'll like yeah, it maybe like oh it was oh, really it was actually rude it was like or, totally or rude. it's like i guess we were all morons in right. grade 10 yeah. which we probably were so yeah well i mean your brother has that that idea that um people just literally weren't funnier Back in the day. Except that then again, here's this movie, which I would say is one of the funniest movies of my life. Yeah. Like when I, every time I rewatch it, I laugh so much. And our kids laughed so hard. Like the, you know, the, the singing bush, like in the invisible swordsman. Yeah. Um, that's, you know what? Randy Newman's not the voice of the invisible swordsman. He's the voice of the singing bush. Yes. Cause the invisible swordsman doesn't speak right because right. you he shot goes, the invisible yeah, swordsman goes, oh and when he picks up his little like invisible arm and drops it oh such yeah, a great it's so great anyways um should we talk about what this movie is about yeah sorry because I, I guess we just, just jump into in. it. that's okay <laughs> if you don't know, if you haven't seen it what's wrong with you yeah exactly like you should see it anyways it's about these hollywood movie actors who through a mistake of identity get called to help this little village in mexico because the villagers think that these guys are real like uh helpers like that they're really good because they've seen a movie of them not realizing that they're actors yeah so they're called to help against this evil guy el guapo who is excellent um is it like like, excellent actor not excellent is it based on anything like i i I always think think it feels i mean it 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 does feel very much like uh seven samurai yeah i think it's probably got some of that in it and it's probably i assume just to do with sort of the silent film era it's sort of that i mean is it zorro kind of too like it's kind of like zorro so it's um like is there uh i feel like there was a a movie that came out oh you know what's you know what it is Mm -hmm. bug's life Mm -hmm. a bug's life uses a, a it's lot. very similar, right? Yeah. A bunch of actors or like performers who yeah. are mistaken for... But then decide... It must be based off of it, actually, yeah. now that you say that. But I guess Three Amigos might be the original for Maybe. it. And it's it's an homage to, it's to an Seven homage Samurai. To, and it's an homage to Westerns and stuff, right? Yeah, so like Ma- Magnificent Seven yeah. and, and yeah. that sort of stuff. Anyways, they go to the village... Mistaken identity. They figure out they're morons. They, so they think they, this El Guapo because it, he's described as infamous, and and, so and they're, they're like, like infamous. Oh, it's more infamous. than famous. It's. I mean, it's a hilarious scene too of just seeing people trying to understand what a word means. <laughs> like, <laughs> infamous, yeah. infamous. Oh, he's so famous that he's infamous. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't know if I actually get that line right, but that's how I always yeah, think that's, of it. But I think that is basically the line. Anyways, those are the three amigos. Uh, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short go. Yeah. Then they figure out it's for real, so they freak out and leave. But then they realize they should do the right thing, and they do help the village. Yeah. Because, because, uh, and they well, essentially partly, become, Martin Short actually is a very good, Martin Short is a good person. And, just, but also a good gunslinger. Yes. Yeah. Because he had to learn for some role. Yeah. Um, for little Ned. Little Ned, he goes to war. Yeah. This is Ned Niederlander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, so. the German, German yeah, character is so German funny. Um, um, but it is a, uh, like, it's, it's such an interesting, like, it, it holds up really well, yeah, I think, just in terms of like well. uh, even quality of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I feel like I feel like that with a lot of 80s movies is that you end up actually being like, wow, this this is a pretty quality production quality is really good. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah, they actually you know, I don't I feel like the 90s things start getting phoned in in different ways. And you can really yeah. tell that something's from the 90s in terms of its like look and yeah. feel maybe that maybe I, I bet there's somebody i mean every era kind of has yeah. that right you can tell as things as movies progress like you can tell when you're watching a show from the 50s like it's why wandavision worked so well as right. a tv show is because it's so easy to identify like you're like oh that's an 80s sitcom like but you know. but the thing about 80s movies and 70s mm-hmm. movies i think mm-hmm. in particular is that they have a extremely high quality a yes. lot of the time yeah. and yeah. so and it's maybe it's to do with just the film that they're using right or something like that yeah but the production value always seems really really high um but yeah so anyways uh so that's the plot they help out um they're fighting against el guapo who's the the big bad uh in it yeah um and uh yeah it's a it's an enjoyable movie i don't know what you thought the kids thought of it well, the kids thought it was hilarious because they still quote it and they often do the Amigo salute, which I don't right, think they realize is, is kind of crass, but they don't know. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that my parents didn't let me do the uh, Amigo salute. Amigo salute. Uh, that would make sense. So a bit too thrusting. <laughs> it's pretty funny. We're, they're homeschooled. No one sees them. Yeah, um, that's true. But they do. They all thought it was funny and they do want to watch it again, which I always think is a good yes, sign. Yes, that's a good sign. So, so yeah. that being said, I guess we've given ourselves away on this one. This is no page so. master. We're not going to duke it out. No, on this that's, one. that's too bad. You know, yeah. like that, that's always fun. I know. I do, do like, I do like to fight, but sparring, but it just, this is a movie that if we got rid of it, then I'd have to rent it again. Yes, exactly. So, and I don't actually know if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah. That's actually a good question. I don't it even know. Be. Is it Paramount? Uh, yes, I think so. I can't Maybe remember. Maybe it'll be streaming on paramount plus is that that's not it's, a real thing yeah, right? that is a real no thing. is it really yeah, real yeah. oh I they know. just said that they're going to release one movie uh a, day? a week you know a, not a month, a month. really one movie a month. one new movie a month oh i see like i thought new, you meant like release produced. their old no, no, movies like and i was like new, that's really yeah. stingy of yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> enjoy one movie a month um yeah, yeah so so anyways yeah um it's, oh. i'm trying to think did lauren michaels do any other movies other than like did he do I mean, Coneheads? I, th- I think he produces a lot of the uh, movies of his people, right? Like, of and was SNL that his people? only role? No, he, his role in this was writing as well, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm just looking on the old Wikipedia, and it doesn't really say. It's all producers. Three Amigos he wrote, uh, some show called Guild Alive. Yeah, basically that was the only one he's ever written, which is why 
in show in like laser cats yes right in laser cats they always talk yeah, about three amigos yeah. about how amazing it is and stuff if you haven't watched laser cats also yeah an the laser cat sketches excellent snl sketches funny. there's i think seven of them uh yeah. don't miss laser cats musical that's our kids favorite potentially yeah it's very funny and so. bill Hader and yeah. andy samberg yeah really do a good job they do an excellent job, and Steve Martin cameos. Oh, the one, that's remember? right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so they're yeah. they're very well done. But anyway, so yeah, I would say no question. Three meters is safe. It's safe, and it'll be interesting as we get through more because I think we have other '80s comedies, and I think I don't like a ton of '80s really? comedies because, again, like I said to you, the ones that like have that '80s SNL vibe don't. I don't find them that funny. I don't know that we have any of those. Well, I think we maybe do. That's like, what I'm. We have a lot 80s, of DVDs. That's true. Like, we have lots of DVDs. We have a lot. You know, we we said this more often in some of the earlier episodes, but we have like I maybe seven hundred DVDs. We should count them at some point. It'd be I th- interesting. I think to I know. might have at one point, but but um, so it's a lot. We have a lot to get through. There's going to be tons of episodes. We promise to try and record. And them we'll more try frequently. to record. Just them joking. More that's not going to happen. As in, like more than twice a year. Yeah, that's what so we'll aim for. If we do it. Every two, you know, twice a year or more, yeah, then, then we could get through this in the next like three or four centuries. Yeah, that'd be great. Be amazing. We'll be done. We'll yeah. be done, and then we'll know if we like them all. Yeah, and we won't be able to use DVDs anymore because we're just gonna watch movies on our glasses instead. <laughs> we'll just have them. We're gonna have to get some sort of hookup to watch those DVDs on our glasses. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Well, well that's it. That's so, good. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll be back next time with something else.